Welcome to the family with LA Nick, co-host Catherine Brandt, and Andy Brandt Bernard. You want my beef stick? Yeah. What? Oh no, I just seen what it was. I've um, never had it before. It's good. <laughs> Not what? Settle down over there, sexist. It's only seventy calories. Goffly good. Jack Link's baby. You want my beef it's a Minnesota? Yeah, <laughs> <Minnesota laughs> <Minnesota laughs> <Minnesota laughs> would like? Yeah, it is a Minnesota. Minnesota, Wisconsin, right? The two. Uh, no, their headquarters is in in the Mayo Clinic downtown Minneapolis. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the Mayo massive. Clinic. What? I did not know that. Oh yeah, the Jack Link's a big company. That's oh, a, in the building. It's sports. It's good oh. stuff. Sports. Uh, hmm. Mayo Sports Clinic. Uh, oh, sports okay. medicine. But Mayo owns it. Still weird. There but, you go. You know. All right, we'll be right back. Kick off hour two with the family. Tom here for my friends at Walzer Automotive Group with some exciting news. Walzer's rolling out Walzer Care on new and most used cars they sell in Minnesota. Well, Walzer Care is a powertrain warranty with coverage for 10 years or 150,000 miles. Powertrain coverage is like major medical coverage for your car. Engines, transmissions, all the really expensive stuff is covered. In addition, Walzer Care includes 24-hour roadside assistance. Lock your keys in your car, run out of gas, have a flat tire. Guess what? Walzer has your back. The best thing about Walzer Care, it's free with purchase. That's right, I said free. So, if you're shopping for a new or used Subaru, Honda, Nissan, Mazda, Toyota, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, Hyundai, or Chevrolet, see my friends at Walzer and get Walzer Care for free. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw and Bryant. So what's the latest? The well, latest is we're representing people who are injured through no fault of their own. Uh, people come to us, we talk to them about what their rights are. We talk to them about things that, you know, adjusters would call them up and ask them about. And we represent people in order to get them justice for the injured. And have been for a long time. Very, very successful, no question. I, I, you know, I do meet a lot of your clients. They come up to me on the street and whatever, and they talk about this, that, or the other thing. And they both say... Why do you guys hang out with Doug Sprinthal? <laughs> and I just had no answer for <laughs> He just looks away, you big baby. In any case, that's the whole deal. So people, they got any problem whatsoever, personal injury or other legal problems, whatever, they just reach out to Brad, Sean, Bryant. Yeah, Joe and I have both been president of the trial lawyers for the state. So we talk to people about all sorts of issues. The consultation is always free, and that's what we do. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean, Bryant. <laughs> It's funny, Ozzy just announced that he has Parkinson's. It's like, we've known that for 30 yeah, well, years. Exactly. <laughs> what do you mean you just announced it? This ain't, this ain't, I, I, two or three years ago, I was at Starkey Awards, and Ozzy and Sharon were there. And I went to the bathroom, and here comes Ozzy right behind me. And he used the urinal right next to me, and he was literally peeing all over the wall. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. His, his hands were shaking so bad. Yeah, that, I had to move over one because he was going to pee on me. The sheer amount of drugs that he's done over his life, I'm sure. Those you know are what? done now, right? The, the, the galas are not going to have those anymore. No. I didn't, the, the Starkey Lab Gala. They're doing, it's called like the Summer of Fun or something. Well, I don't crap. think anything's going to happen anymore with coronavirus. Well, Things, not this yeah, year. Maybe, it's done yeah. for the rest, for maybe the next decade. <clears throat> Literally, the next decade. You know, the, I think it would be an interesting idea for a movie. Alternate universe, uh, uh, alternate universe where Ozzy Osbourne never did drugs. He's like this, yes. this eloquent guy, <clears throat> intellectual. As opposed to can barely even speak. I like his kid Jack. Jack's a really nice kid. <coughs> Jack yeah. is. I thought Jack no. was something against Jack. Really, what happened to Jack? Stole something from me. He what? did. Yeah. Did he think he was me? <laughs> oh, I thought I was the only one that everybody steals something from. No. 
I didn't realize he was my age. Almost exactly. Who, Jack? Well, he's one year older than me. Yeah. He stole a script from me. He did? Yeah. Script. For what? The, the Godfather? No, no, no. I won't get into details, but it, it, he literally ripped me off completely. That's stole terrible. And he, and he was... How did he get his mitts on your I'll script? I'll tell you how. He was in charge. There was a thing called uh, uh, Sizzle, Sizzle Showdown. And it was just, it was at the television summit in D.C. And it was just, this they have it every year. And there's this showdown. Of, you submit a sizzle reel mm-hmm. for a script, sure. and they pick they pick one that's the best one. Mm-hmm. Well, he happened to be the judge, one of the judges. Yeah. And my sizzle reel was in the showdown. Okay. They picked the top three, and he stole it, and he even stole my catchphrases out of it and used it all. Luckily, it never got it. Never hit made it. Okay. Like, well, not luckily, because I couldn't sue him because he never made any money on it. And I had it. I I did send it to the Screenwriters Guild before I did the sizzle reel, so I could have sued him for it, but it never made any money. But he did, and I. But then I couldn't do it because it was already done. Oh. So he, it was a big waste of my time for about a year. Wow. The hell's that all about? And he did do it, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, I guess I won't be interviewing him anymore. I liked him when he was young. What are you going to do? He ha- doesn't he have an abuse problem, too? You won't even recognize him see him now. Can't, I haven't, I haven't like seen him or thought about him since but when you the Aussie show yeah, or whatever but it was you called. See, in the Aussie show, he's a no, likable kid. He's a little kid, Now yeah. you wouldn't even recognize him at all. Oh, really? No, you wouldn't even know it's him. Yeah. Why, what happened changed? to his sister? Big... She was like a judge on some things, and then she disappeared. Yeah, she she looks good. That'd be Amy or Kelly? Kelly. 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 Oh, Amy didn't partake partake yeah. in the show, yeah, right? Amy doesn't do anything with the family. No, like she doesn't that. do anything with. She the doesn't family do anything like in the public life. Well, I don't blame yeah. her. <clears throat> Kelly is still doing stuff, apparently. I don't know. And yeah. then Karen didn't they get divorced too? No, this, there's no. Karen, they're separated. Karen and Sharon. 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 Oh, Sharon and Ozzy are separated. Sharon looks amazing for her age. She's, she's, oh yeah, she, when she had her show, lady. she said she had every she had her knees lifted, her butt lifted, her boobs lifted, her, her face she looks, lifted. She looks really good in, in person. Her arms done. She's done everything. She must have a really good plastic surgeon because she. I looks think there's natural. a lot of really good plastic surgeons out there. Her, yeah. and, her and Marie Osmond both look really good in there. Yeah, it's very Marie sick. looks fantastic. Marie looks phenomenal. She really does. Jesus. I think Marie looks the best she ever looked in her in her life. She looks like she's about twenty. And she's 60, 60 some years old. I know. She looks great. Yeah. Well, it's a very Sick family, I'll tell you that much. Sharon has had yeah. colon cancer. She had yeah. a double mastectomy in 2012. Yep. yep. Uh, the son, Jack, he has multiple sclerosis. Yeah, he always had MS. Yeah. Oh, he did? Yep. So that whole family is, uh, yeah. Well, very what a, it's a very stressful life living with a uh, drug That's addict. true. That is very Sharon. true. He I is a that. drug addict. He is indeed, ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, I don't think he can stay sober. He was going to tour this year, though. He was, yep. Really? Yeah, he had a world tour. It was supposed to did look Alex launched. see him at, uh, what's that music festival in Chicago? Yeah, she did. Lolly, Lolla, Lollapalooza. I've seen him a million times. Yeah, I think she said she saw him and he was great. You know, you know what's funny? I've seen Somebody Ozzy did. at least a dozen times as Ozzy. And i also seen Ozzy with Black Sabbath. And he's two different people in those bands. Really? Oh, absolutely. And Ozzy's all crazy and shooting off stuff and going crazy. And in Black Sabbath, he stands real still and he's real somber and scary, you know. That's because they're cult. Yeah, but he's a totally different performer Satan in Black Sabbath. And I like him in both, but 
I saw Black Sabbath's last tour that came to Minneapolis, and Ozzy was amazing in it, just amazing. <clears throat> so, and for his age and being a drug addict, and he's still a really good performer. And he doesn't, when he talks, he can barely talk, but when he sings, well, he sings I, perfect. We talked to uh, Louis Anderson about that because we had, you know, back before Bill Cosby was the giant, horrible creep that he is, when nobody knew anything about what he had done. We saw him, and we met him, and he was like, this doddering old guy yeah, who could was. barely even function, it looked like. And then when he got on stage, it was just Turned like, was and, and Louis, Louis Anderson said, you're just like, you're such a, you're such a, tra-, he, he said, you're such a trained monkey. As soon as those lights go on, right, it just, on. it all comes out. But yep. I noticed that with a lot of comics are that way off stage. They're very insecure or very, they have a lot of, Either drug addicts or sexual deviants, and they're weird off stage. But as soon as the lights come on, they're a different yeah, person. Yeah, that's so right. they only kind of live on stage. Well, yeah. it's like how Once stutterers. The over there, they, yeah, yeah, just like stutterers. Stutterers can, can recite and they can sing, sing. but yeah. it, it's different when you're actually, you know, coming up with the words yourself. Yep, exactly. Because you know, with Bill Cosby, he's practiced those words so many times. Right. He just goes into a, you know, yep. yeah. Um, he basically runs a yeah, like program. autopilot. Like you drove your car someplace, you don't remember exactly. hardly driving there. It's I, like you just. I, did it. I've introduced yeah. Nancy to a lot of famous comics. They literally came and look at look at a woman. Like they can't even do it. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, it's so weird, man. Tasha literally ran it like we'll run from you. Tosh point you out. went to meet Tasha. You personally you went to meet him and he would just like just be so scared and run Daniel Tasha, yeah, I th- Really? Yeah, they're very insecure. I think he's got pain a, I think he's got some sort of like He's got something thing going on. But that's something a lot of, weird a going lot on of with that guy. Are that way, yeah, man. that's yeah. true. Lots of them. Actually, the two weirdest guys, as far as comedians I ever met, were definitely Daniel Tosh and Louis C.K. They have the personality of a rock, but, and they're both sexual deviants. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- nobody knows know that about, about Tosh, though, does it? Do no, they? no. But he's oh yeah, he's he talks about some weird stuff, sexual yeah, he does. stuff. Yeah, he does. Yeah, the two weirdest I've ever met was Bobby Lee. From, remember Bobby Lee, Asian guy from yeah, MTV? Yeah, yep. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember. The first time I ever met him, he was staying at Mitzi Shore's house above the comedy store, and Mitzi told me to go up there that to look at it to stay there. And I walk in, and Bobby Lee's laying in, in his bed, with no, no, just a white. Sheet bed with nothing on it, no blankets, no not just a one white sheet, and he's laying in, in he's laying there in white, white tidy tidy white underwear, and he says, I don't know him at all, and he says, do you want to lay down with me? And I'm like, uh, no, I don't. Want to lay down with me? And he got. He got. He got, maybe he just wanted a cuddle. Yeah, that's what he wanted. Yeah. Hey, but I got to know Bobby. I actually like Bobby. He's just weird, man. He's a weird dude. I actually became good, pretty good friends with him. But he's a very strange man. And then Jeff Richards, who was the only person ever, he was on Mad TV and Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live for I think six years. He was the junk girl on Saturday Night Live. That was his character, junk oh. girl. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, Richards, I don't remember him. He got fired for sexual. Deviance. He got fired for sexual deviance on. Oh. Yeah. On Saturday Night Live. What's his name? Bought, uh, Jeff Richards. Jeff Richards. And he is a, he's a, one of the most smartest, funniest guys, but he's too weird, man. He can't. Nobody will accept him in a situation because he does weird shit. Yeah, that'll, that'll happen. I think Do he took a crap him. on somebody's desk. 
hmm. at, at, at Fox. Nice. That's what you want to do. Him Absolutely. or Bobby Lee, one of those two took a crap. That's why they got fired. They well, literally crapped on someone's desk. Apparently, Bobby Lee has been addicted to meth, weed, <laughs> LSD, and Vicodin. <laughs> Other than that, so. Addicted to acid? I've never heard of anybody being addicted to acid. Psychological like addiction, you know. Well, he's talked about, you know. And, oh, and alcohol. He's talked about, oh. you know. <laughs> Naturally. That's kind of a given. Yeah. He's talked about, you know, giving, ha, being a prostitute in West Hollywood for crack. and uh, Fun. Mm, you know. Dream come yeah. true. But he's the, he's the funniest comic stand-up you'll ever see. Hands down, hilarious. Well, like, it's like, you nails know. Nails it. Nails it. He does this one joke. I won't get into the, the, the graphics because it's sexual and it's kind of weird, but he grabs this <laughs> it's with his mouth and he's standing there telling the joke and he goes down on a bar stool. And he ends up grabbing it and flips the bar stool over his head with his teeth. And he, I've seen him do it three shows in a night, man. Mm. It's, he's the funniest guy you'll ever meet <laughs> with on comedy. Really? Absolutely. Hilarious kid. We will take a break. Be right back. Denise Cray, our special guest. The Relationship Agency. What do you think of that? Happening? I like it. Mm. We'll a lot be, of that. Exactly. We'll be back with the family. Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how does that benefit your customer? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and firsthand knowledge for what's happening in your life where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect. Uh, perfect? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 2020 never looks so good. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With 2020 upon us, it's time to ditch the contacts and pitch the glasses. Take it from me. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself in the new year. I've never looked back from having LASIK myself, and with Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, you can trust you're amongst the best in the business. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com online to schedule your free LASIK consultation. Imagine 2020 or better in 2020. And let 2020 be your best year yet with LASIK at Whiting Clinic. LASIK results may vary. Talk to your Whiting Clinic doctor about your individual outcome potential. Is that London Calling? Yeah. Love that song. Yeah, great band, too. It is. I was stuck on the Florida Turnpike and a two-hour backup for an accident. They played the song constantly. Constantly? (laughs) I would just drive my car off the road and walk home. Uh, The only thing was there was a channel filled with dead alligators. I've I've almost done that one time in Florida, abandoned my vehicle. (laughs) I can't do it no more, man. I just can't sit in this car anymore. You'll be fine. Ladies and gentlemen, Denise Crea, Pairings Group, the Relationship Agency. Denise, how are you? I'm great. How are you today? Marvelous. With the world on lockdown, it's more important than ever to stay connected and build relationships with people. 
Catherine, my wife, has finally been forced to build a relationship with me after 40 years. <laughs> Seriously, it took a lockdown. 40 years it took a lockdown, how, but we how, finally have a relationship. How brutal is it, Catherine? It's oh, brutal. Oh, now it's brutal. I'm realizing no, so many things. Really? <laughs> Growing up in St. Paul, Minnesota, as a daughter of a police officer and part of a large extended Italian family. Good girl. Denise was never, oh, yeah, L.A. Nick, all of a sudden. Now we got two Italians on. That's all we need. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, part of a large extended f- Italian family. Denise was never alone before venturing into the relationship business. Denise spent many years working in the credit industry, first as a credit analyst, then credit manager for firms in Chicago, Minneapolis. So Denise, you and I got a lot in common. I worked in Chicago a lot, Minneapolis a lot, all the rest of it. So how, how, what's this all about? What What is Pairings Group all about? Well, at Pairings Group, we, we help match people up, but we do, we've been doing retain search for the last 10 years where people retain us and we go out on their behalf and we find matches for them. So we meet the people before they meet them. Um, that's kind of more of our high-end side where we, like I said, I'll meet 10 people and the client will meet one out of 10 because my job is to go out oh, okay. and find the right person for them. But we also help people with online dating. So it's this is a date. This is not a, a relationship like a business relationship. This is a dating relationship. This is a so, yes. This is a relationship of people that are looking for the right match. That's interesting. So it's a matchmaking service. Okay. It's interesting that you say you help people with their online dating because I there's pe- there are people like our daughter. The first guy she met online, yeah. she married. Yeah, what was she on eHarmony uh-huh. for like five seconds? Yeah, and Andy Andy went. You know, you had like. You dated people, but nothing. But, yeah. uh, finally, Melissa, you yeah. met her Meanwhile, online too, but me, it took a long time. It took me like a decade to find Melissa. Yeah, and JB, he's been going back and forth with online dating. Right. And it's just some, for some people, it seems like they really struggle with it, and some people, it seems to click really quickly. What is that yeah. all about? It is. Well, it's it's not easy. It's a it's a hard. You know, I, I do help people with the online, so I I help them navigate through the process. But it is it is tough. You want to do it in the best manner you can, and yes, there are a lot of people that get lucky like that and they meet someone right away but right now with the the everybody being in lockdown oh, and yeah. the social distancing this more than ever is the time that people should be taking advantage of that but can you taking still can you still date anyone then? dr fauci Maybe. said go for it yeah he's like tinder it up do whatever you want yeah. i got lucky but don't, just shake, don't shake anyone's yeah, hand right. i got lucky in a junk bar dating scene uh, <laughs> oh that's really nice well, that's wonderful high risk high reward <laughs> not every now and then too but uh, no really with, with with online this is you know the social distancing is really and the isolation is what is really taking its toll on people Yes. And they really need to be able to reach out. This is a great way for somebody to just reach out, get to know somebody safely. And if they want to meet, it's, it's kind of, <laughs> I always kind of laugh because it's like, hey, what kind of, which parking lot do you want to meet in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. basically what you have to do to keep the social distancing going. But it's very effective. And again, with people being so isolated right now and having to stay in the house, this, it's really hard. And experts, are actually suggesting that people don't cancel romance right now. They just find a different way to approach it. Right. Well, my romance is canceled right now, so I just drove across country, so we're having a 14-day quarantine. <laughs> oh, well, you yes, are right. in isolation, then. What are you doing in here? Well, I'm yeah. talking about sexual relations here, oh. not in a room. Not in the room. Mm. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> 
a little bit different there. You know what's interesting about this, Denise, is that yeah, Catherine and I have been together. Well, on September 3rd, 2021, it'll be 40 years we've been together. That's awesome. So we, I walk into my attorney's How is office. <laughs> is it possible? She's already still complaining about it, Denise. She's still complaining. My life. But what's weird about that is, is that I walk into my attorney's office and she was answering the phone at my attorney's office. I never met her. Uh, I go, oh, she's a very pretty young woman, and oh. she said, "May I help you?" <laughs> and I said, "And I said, yeah. Would you uh, tell Alan that Uncle Tom is here?" And she goes, Mr. Dorfman, Uncle Bob is here. And I said, my name is Tom. And she goes, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I went, ooh, I love this woman. Not receptionist Ew, material. <laughs> I did. I just knew right away that a smart ass like that, I had to get to know her. But the, let me ask you this, Denise. Is, is this common? Because Catherine said, after a couple of dates, you kind of already knew we were going to get married. Yep. I she did. did. She knew we were going to get married someday. That's how it was with me and Melissa. And in my really? situation, yeah. I was dating Catherine. I was so knocked out by her that I didn't figure I had a long-term chance with her. So I didn't. there was no pressure or stress on me at all. I just had fun, and it worked out because I didn't put pressure on myself. That's what I did, yeah. too. Same yeah. Thing. yeah. You know what? That, that, that can go a long way because with the, you, you had the um, luxury of being able to meet her in person. Yeah, that's true. What's happening yep. now is people can't feel that. They can't meet someone yep. online. Right. Yep. But with what you're saying, they have an opportunity to get to know someone online. And they. I want everyone to remember to do things safely, to not give out personal information and such online. Right, Good. right. So, Good and, advice. you know, and not give out your phone number or where you work or where you live or where your children live or anything or like that. Or your social security number. Yeah, that either. That's always <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of weird people out there, you're man. Talking to. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> don't, don't do it. But it, it is, it's a great way for a, a lot of people to just reach out and have a, a safe conversation, easy, without, you know, having to, to be in front of someone. You want to work into that. You know, you, you yeah. want to ask good questions. Ask, you know, list, list three or four questions that you'd like to know about anyone that you're talking with. But it is different. Um, but again, in this time with everybody, you know, in isolation, this is awesome for people. You know, the uh, according to U.S. Census, there's more than 31 million people living alone right now. That's that's a huge number, and most 46 yeah. percent of the households are maintained by a single person. God, I wish I was one of those people. Sheltered in place. He wants I've to be sheltered to in place. Do not. <laughs> that's really nice. A lot nice. of people that said they do anything to be alone right now. Um, so <laughs> really, yeah. well, I suppose I got, yeah. my, I got my mother-in-law staying with us right now. So oh, <laughs> no. don't be negative careful about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Careful. Uh, be very careful. Nah, I like them. Yeah. I, I like both of them. I can handle it. Denise, I can already tell the segment's going to be way too short, so we're going to have to have you back uh, once in a while just to talk more about this. I would love that because we only got a couple more minutes. But I, I just oh. literally want to know. Uh, are people having more problems now with the relationships because it's just with social media and this and that? I mean, I didn't. We didn't have to worry about that at all when the Catherine and I met almost forty years ago. Is there a lot more pressure on people because of social media? Well, I think there is in every way. Yeah, in every yeah. way. I'll tell you. Um, you had mentioned a little early about Tinder, which is a dating app. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between dating apps and dating online platforms. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that's where you're going to find the big differences because people doing the online apps, they keep hitting the next button, swipe the, just keep swiping. 
if you're doing the online dating, you're more of a conversation with someone. So, yes, I do think there's a lot of pressure, and it's, it, and for different ages. No, it's I don't think there's pressure, any pressure at different ages. So people still are looking for love out there. It's not because a lot of people just think, "Oh, I don't ever want to get married. I'm never." People want to be loved by someone that they love and admire. I'm, I, that's still the absolutely. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's how we're all made. We all want companionship. Yep. Some people want long-term relationships. Some people want to get married. Some people just want to have someone to go out and do fun things with. So if you're doing it online, be honest. Put out there what it is you're looking for. Am I looking for companionship? Am I looking for a long-term relationship? Or I'm just looking for a buddy, somebody that we can go to movies <laughs> movies with when they open back up, or whatever it may be. But, you know, everybody, nobody wants to be alone. They, some people say that because they're exhausted from the process. Uh, I was just kidding around when I said that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. gets back to Nancy. I was just yeah. trying, to be, yeah. was just uh-huh. trying to be funny. Uh-huh. I tell Nancy that every day. But I just try, it's just my humor, that's all. How, uh, Denise, <laughs> how do people reach out to get a hold of you? Uh, at pairingsgroup.com. It's P-A-I-R-I-N-G-S group.com. Pairingsgroup.com. And seriously, I want to reach out to you and have you on once in a while just to I see how relationships that. are going. So stay Let's in touch if you would, please. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Denise, our pleasure. Thank you, Denise. Stay safe. Have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Alrighty. Bye-bye. Denise Crea, ladies and gentlemen. That's pairingsgroup.com. Pairingsgroup.com. We'll be back right after this with the family. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. Oh, really? Singing along with them, are you? I like this song. I'm not a big police fan, but I like this song. That's a good song. I like this song a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, The Last Trial, the new novel from Scott Turow. Scott, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Tom. How are you? I'm magnificent. You know, Scott, you've only sold 30 million books. You know, you think you'll ever break big? Slacker. Uh, I have to tell you one thing. Um, it, it is all so far beyond my belief, uh, that, uh, and I try never to lose track of how lucky I am. So, Isn't that wonderful? I mean, that's how people should be, Scott. I, um, you know, my, my wife and I get up every morning. And we thank one another for the wonderful life that we share. I was going to say you get up every morning count money. <laughs> <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. Or that. Scott's a good person. Leave him alone. You know, it's, that's great to hear, Scott. You know, Scott, I love hearing that because Catherine, my wife, is on the show with us here. Hello. And every day I Hi. tell her that she's everything to me, don't I? Not every day. Yes, I do, you <laughs> liar. Say, I'm, 
I'm not buying that every day. But I mean, Scott, I'm. I'm <laughs> Some days he means it more than others. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's, thank that's you, Scott. Very true. Yes. Thank you so much for that. Scott Frederick Thoreau is an American author and a lawyer. Thoreau has written 11 fiction and three nonfiction books, which have been translated into more than 40 languages, sold more than 30 million copies. Films have been based on several of his books. Scott, uh, what you just said, the fact that you get up every day, you love your wife, you tell one another how much you love uh, one another and how lucky you are. You've had a, a great, a great career. There need to be more people like you that's, that come forward and say, hey, look, I, I mean, I started talking when I was 18 years old. That was 50 years ago, and I, that's what I do is I talk for a living, and I consider myself to be so incredibly lucky that I don't really have to have a real job, if you know what I mean, right? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure to you, you're talking to me like writing. It's, it's, it's a natural function of being alive. Yep. Uh, and yet, you know, the people like you, Tom, are, are you know, they're, they're rare talents. You can, um, you know, think well as you speak. Uh, it's, it's an unusual trait. I will tell you this, Scott. I, I've gotten, I've been very lucky to have known many authors. Vince Flynn and I were very, very good friends. Unfortunately, yeah. Vince has been gone for several years. But you guys... You and Vince, and I can keep going down the list. I, you know, put James Patterson, talk with him once in a while, like him. You guys are very, very special people because you see things that the rest of us don't. Don't you think that's true? I, you know, I'm not sure that the books could resonate with people the way they do if what you're recording is something that uh, doesn't somehow seem natural. For the reader. Right. So maybe maybe you're capable of saying what they thought in a more inarticulate way. I don't mm-hmm. think they know how to put it. But anyway, you mentioned Vince too. I got to meet him a long way, and I I could probably just do that. He was just really um, wonderful gentleman and very open, friendly guy. I enjoyed the time I got to spend with him. Yeah, it it was a that was heartbreaking. He was only what was he forty four when he died, something like yeah. that. Yeah, very very. Well, you would not you would not look at Vince Flynn and think that you know he was going to live a day less than one hundred. Oh, big, you know, hardy, you know, hardy looking person, great shape. Um, just this, one of those strange things that we all have to keep in mind. Yeah. So, Scott, this might be a, a, an odd question to ask you, but do you run into people like? you know, the President of the United States or whatever, uh, and they go, hey, Scott, how you doing? But the reason I ask you that is because, look, I, I'm a big, I love reading. I love to sit there with a, and I actually like to hold a book in my hand, Scott. I, I don't have anything against Kindle or anything like that. But for me, to pick up a book and open that cover, especially a hardcover, is a huge thing for me. I love that feeling. Are people still like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, to a, to a, great extent. Um, you know, it, it's certainly not like being a movie star, but um, you know, I I have you know, I have been to the White House uh, and um, you know, it, it's a very it's a very neat experience um, to feel that, you know, somebody who's um, you know, at the top of the American pyramid for a moment is somebody who's conscious of what you've done. So, uh, you know, Barbara Bush was the, the, 
it's the first person to drag me into that world. And, uh, wonderful. What a, boy, what a wonderful, wonderful person. Just amazing. And uh, so I, through Mrs. Bush, I got to know both uh, her husband and her son. And uh, the, uh, President Obama is a friend of more than 25 years standing because you know, we're both Chicago lawyers. Right. Uh, and Bill Clinton, uh, uh, his Chelsea was the classmate of my daughters in college, so I got to know uh, President Clinton. Um, you know, I, I met him on a few occasions, but uh, all of that is just, uh, you know, it's emblematic of, um, uh, you know, you, you meet somebody like that and you realize well, you know, they're, they're, they're talented, they're special, they know how to make themselves attractive to them. Mm-hmm. But they are, just, they are just people. Right. And, uh, um, you know, and it's uh, in some ways demystifying um, what, uh, I mean, the, the, the power that they wield for just, you know, a moment in their lives. Yeah, because they are but special. It's there any more question about that? Yeah, there's no... I, I, uh, I was lucky enough... I, I was invited to have lunch with President Trump about a month ago, and Scott, that feeling... And whether whether you like the person, whether it's Barack Obama or Donald Trump or whomever, they're still the President of the United States, so when you think about yeah. that, you just go, my God, I had lunch with the President of the United States. That's a weird... So I know exactly what you're talking about. And the reason I even brought it up in the first place, we're in New York one time several years ago, and we walk out of a restaurant, and this guy goes, Hey, Vince Flynn. We look over, and it was President Clinton. <laughs> Whoa! That was very odd. Uh, you know, it's just... It, but I love that. Do you, because of your... Okay, now you have all these books out, 11 fiction, 3 nonfiction books. you got all these books out. As time goes by, does it get easier or harder to express yourself the way you wish to? Um... I think it's a little easier. Um, you know, in, in some ways, I'm a little less tongue-tied as a writer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I've given up certain, you know, six-syllable words uh, unless they're really natural. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, I would say there's got to be some advantage to getting older. Because it's certainly not the way your back feels when you get out of bed in the morning. So you, you have to have learned something along the way. And uh, as I said, I, I, I feel a little more able to put my finger on um, the words to express what I want to say. See, that's wonderful. I mean, that's wonderful to hear because people, I, I suppose. Maybe, maybe I have, but I doubt that I've ever met someone who doesn't want to write a book someday, whether they have the ability to do it or not. Uh, I don't know if people realize how difficult that is, and for it to get to get better and maybe a little easier as time goes by is probably a good signal for a lot of people. Maybe they will get better at it someday. Who knows? That'd be wonderful. Yeah. Well, I, I'm sure you wake up in the morning and face the show that you have with less trepidation than you did when you were 18. And... Uh, you know, the same thing is true in most professions once you realize, okay, I can do this. And, uh, of course, the last trial, which is my the new novel that came out yesterday, yes, uh, about an, eight, an 85-year-old, and um, 
he's reached the stage in life where he's no longer confident that he can do it, despite uh, the fact that you know, he was at one point the most renowned criminal defense lawyer in town. So um, eventually you get over the crest, uh, but you know, for, the, for the most part you feel like you're, you're gaining something as you get older. It is amazing. You know, you think about, I guess I've never thought about the fact that Sandy Stern in the book is 85 years old. Uh, You don't think about that kind of thing. I mean, obviously you do, and and maybe you have, uh, being your world, it's a little different, but an 85-year-old lawyer, yeah, I suppose, your your whole life you just want to keep doing what you do. Sandy Stern, a brilliant defense lawyer with his health failing but spirit intact, is on the brink of retirement when his old friend... Dr. Pafko, a former Nobel Prize winner in medicine, is faced with charges in insider trading. Whoa! I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it a lot. Well, thank you. Thanks. So, the, so thank, thankfully for me, so the, you know, the big-time critics of the New York Times and the Washington Post and the Chicago Tribune all published really nice reviews yesterday. So I had a, a very nice publication day. And uh, I like the book. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself. And I'm glad to see that it's getting the kind of reception that it has. Well, your books always do get received very, very well. I've enjoyed all of them myself. Scott Terrell, ladies and gentlemen, the new book's called The Last Trial. Scott, what a what a great honor and a great pleasure to talk to you today. I've been a big fan for many, many years. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tom. I'm, I'm very grateful for it. to have a little bit of your time and attention. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah, art, when art needs to go, art needs to go. Yeah. I saw that coming. That with all was that not money, the best line. With all that money, did he have a better phone? Uh, that was not a good connection. Yeah, he's, he was on the... Well, he was I think on it's the, impressive uh, that he managed to get a tin can on a string all the way <laughs> yeah. over here. Sandy. Sandy Stern. Scott Terrell. He is a damn good writer, though. Yes. He, he absolutely is. He needs is. to get a better phone. He should get a better phone. Should get a better phone than an art. You could see. I looked up at the clock. And went. Oh, we got ten seconds. Yep. Bye, Scott. Bye. It's, it was doing really hard, hard quit, hard off. Yeah, no. hard art always hard does out, hard out. Man. Yeah, Scott. Uh, always, uh, not Scott, but uh, art always does hard outs. Scott Art. If you're not ready to go, you will just be gone anyway. I notice there's a lot more hard outs lately on oh, yeah. l- on national media. Oh yeah, they're like click gone. Yeah, they are gone. Well, I think that there is so many, uh, so much demand for interviews right now. Oh yeah, it's really it's the golden age of phone in- interviews. So should right we take now. a road trip to Iowa and get haircuts this weekend? What do you think? No, I'm good. <laughs> really? I'm gonna get a Floby. <laughs> A floby? Yeah. Do right they still the, make right those? Right to the vacuum. I don't know. I, I do. No ha- I do have. I have a clipper. I just bought sheep shears from Barham. I have, what the hell's that supposed to but be? But I don't know how to clip shears. What do you? Ha- Brand new ones. You don't like. You don't want your hair buzzed. Uh, not buzzed. Don't bother, man. You ever just seen my hair go. buzz? I look like Curly just from the it, Three just Stooges. Let it, just let it go. Just let, let it go. It go. What's what's Pretty soon you'll be able to have a ponytail. Just let it go. What's the difference? Yeah, I can get a ponytail. We can, we can try out Where some barrettes. Where are you going? Is anybody going to care? I'm not going anywhere. Who, who's going to care? I just keep a hat on. Nobody knows. Who's going to care? No, you're absolutely right. It's just, the other, it's just the other day he washed his hair, and it just it just did this oh, weird it, fluff up thing. Boom, it was just it was very like funny. Back he's, like, 80s, he's like, he's like <laughs> man, I really need a haircut. He turns the corner. It's like, it's back to the 80s. Funny. It was pretty good. It's like I had a cloud on my it's head. Back to the 80s. They yeah. grow it long. Back to the 80s. puffy on top. Yeah. Poodle. I know. They still sell the Floby. Oh, they do? I don't think their site has been updated since, like, 1993. Really? They still sell. Is it a, it's a vacuum? Uh, 
What I, actually, what I don't understand is why people aren't shaving. shaving yeah, I know. What? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> why men aren't shaving your faces? They think, oh, what's, who's, who's, you know, who's yeah. going to see me? Oh, yeah. I have to shave every day. I go nuts if I'm not clean shaven. It's itchy. I can't. I do have it. to shave my legs every day. It's I itchy. can't deal with yeah. it. I've never seen you not it. clean shaven. <laughs> Yeah, well, this yeah, is about either. as long as it gets right Every here. once in a while, he doesn't shave until nighttime. I know it looks clean shaven because I can't grow a beard worth a damn. I have to shave every twice a day sometimes. Oh, yeah, Italians. I you can't all go like this and feel it. It drives me nuts. I feel dirty. So, yeah, like, since you're Italian, you have to shave your back? I have no, I have no back hair. Wow, that was zero. aggressive. That's, I, think, <laughs> that was I think that's only overweight Italians. <laughs> <laughs> Well. I'm serious. I think it is. My brother Jeff has That's no Italian nice. in him whatsoever, and he has a hairy back. He's a hairy back man. I'm so glad I didn't get that Not even one. All right, that's going to do it. L.A., I'm glad you made it back. Thank you again for those chairs. Our, our grandkids love those I'm, chairs, I'm, man. I did it for them, and I'm glad they well, like they'll them. Be, it'll be in the family now for a while. Yeah. yeah. They were you know, they were your they were your kids. They were trying They were trying to, they were trying to that's, God, that's why I saved them, because I'm like, you know, these... At 30 years old. They had them their whole lives, and... The grandkids be great for them. They're, they're 41 years old, actually. Well, technically, yeah, they were made 41 years I didn't buy them ago. in 1979. No, no, we no. did not. There's no you way. You must have bought them at a garage sale or something. I might have. Who knows? Because they only made them one year only. I didn't know it was 79. I thought it was 84. I still it's, love the fact. stamped 79 on the yeah. back. Well, okay, I thought yeah. you said that they sold them up until 1984. Well, or something, I'm, didn't you? I don't know. Really. probably sold Which still them, doesn't make, make any them. sense that I would have bought it before but you were born. They only made them in that one year. Cause I, I, I've looked them up, and everyone you find has the same stamp. Yeah. But maybe maybe that's yeah. like the copyright or something? Or? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. We'll probably never know. But the, Yeah. Probably never know. We could get in contact well, with what was the name of the table. What was the name of the toy company that made it? Yeah, we could get they in contact know. with them. Hasbro? No. no Tyco, maybe? Tyco. No, maybe it was some it small Tyco? company that I've never even heard of that might not even exist anymore. Oh. But anyway, I never thought I'd see a not-quite-two-year-old and a not-quite-four-year-old try to steal, steal. chairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, they are big burning cookie monsters. They are indeed. It was very funny. Fonz trying to take them up the stairs, and I'm like, Alex isn't going to let you bring those home because they've already got a table and chairs in their little playroom. And but it's um, not Cookie Monster not, and Big Bird. And, and Dan says, no, "You need to leave those here. So when you come here, we have this, your special chairs to sit on." She literally went like this. It's <laughs> <laughs> a flower that just wilted. Okay, we got to close with this one. You're going to love this. So, Fawny, who'll be four years old in 13 days, right? Oh, my God. Yes. 26th of May. She's like four she's already. Born. I know. She, wa- she walks in our living room and she goes, Alexa, play Frozen. <laughs> and Catherine goes, We don't have Alexa. She goes, What? <laughs> she goes, Yeah, we don't have Alexa. She goes, like, how do you live? <laughs> she basically couldn't figure how out. How do you order dog food? How do you order dog food? How do you order a pizza? Oh, God, it's hilarious. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.